Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Happy Valentine's Day! The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska! I think it's the best show on the air ever that has been. Mm-hmm. It's weird how good it is. It's so strange. The Bob Seska Show! From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, February 14, 2023, Valentine's Day. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 755 of the Biden-Harris administration, 630 days until the 24th presidential election. Instagram, the Bob Seska. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable, Bob Seska. And our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. Have I said my name enough already? I think I have. So we're ready to dive in. Hey, look, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. You say Buzz Burbank. Oh, yeah? You yeah. said it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, good luck in your senior year. <laughs> that was Sorry. a great line from last week. It was, yeah. and so many people don't understand it. I know. Well, anyway, hello, everybody. Hi. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. Uh, he's dressed in bright canary yellow. I'm the one in fluffy white feathers. <laughs> You wear it well. And nobody wears it better. Uh, <laughs> right right off the top here, uh, let me say big props. Big props to George Santos for shooting down those balloons. Good job, man. Really. <laughs> yes, nicely done. So proud. Uh, the, the U.S. Uh, has now shot down as many as four uh, Chinese spy balloons in just over a week. Nice. Uh, this is a big embarrassment for the Chinese. And... Uh, since the spy balloons haven't worked out, uh, experts say China will likely now try it with frisbees. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to that. No, no maybe, UFO hysteria with those. Maybe a kite with a really long string. Uh, a big win out in Arizona Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but it was a controversial Super Bowl. Uh, Carrie Lake insists she was the winner. So I did not see that coming. Did the game really take place in Arizona? Yes, it did. Oh, my God. See, that's the perfect joke. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh, and big changes at the uh, AMC movie theaters. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I got this straight. You now pay less for a middle seat on a plane, but more for a middle seat at the movies. Is that it? Is that how that works? <laughs> I think so. Another reason and, why I'm not going. And either either place. Yeah. Uh, Google unveiled its new public AI this week, you know, the artificial intelligence. Yeah. Uh, Google unveiled its new public AI this week, and it immediately gave a wrong answer. <laughs> uh, the computer is blaming the mistake on human error. 
you because it's not okay. humans. It's a robot. To, yeah. They kill us all. Uh, well, uh, and now with the Super Bowl behind us, it, it's now awards season. Yay. And, and out in Hollywood, there's a lot of speculation about who's going to get slapped this year. <laughs> all right, kicking off a brand new week with the great Rocky Mountain Mike. Yeah. Here we go. His name was Donnie. He was an ex-prez with yellow freak combed over hair and a tire what a spare. He was deranged day and cuckoo coco. <laughs> and when he thought he was a star, he got bailed out by Bill Barr. And then the FBI, they came and stayed till five. They were feds and they had a warrant. Who could ask for more? With the dope from Flee to Santiago. He is a dope from Mar-a-Lago. Treason Rocky Mountain Mike, Rocky, MNT, and Mike on Twitter. Yeah. Rocky and the Melody Makers. (laughs) That's right. I think uh, Mary and Ann Arbor in there somewhere. Maybe Jody Hamilton. I don't know. I don't know. A bunch of other singers in there. They're all great. (laughs) Yeah. You know know how I know it's Valentine's Day, Buzz? How do you know? We have synchronized our pooping. That's why. We we did, yeah. (laughs) Bob needed an extra minute before the show, and... Uh, he sent, you know, the little emoji, you uh-huh. know, the, the poop, poop emoji, yeah. And and I thought, I thought the the text meant that he needed a few minutes because everything had gone, you know, to that to, to shit and, is what you're trying yeah. to say, yeah. And 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 uh, well, you know, I try to avoid the scatological, so <laughs> I assumed, I assumed that the 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 text meant uh, things had gone crappy, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but my, no. my wife, my wife looked at the text and she said, "Oh no, he needs time to poop." <laughs> And so I ventured that guess, and darned if I wasn't correct. And I, suddenly I had to go too. Then you went poop, right? And and so now we're we're in sync. Yes, uh, as if we were having our periods at the same time, only with poop. Uh, I'm getting the thing that happens to Stephanie Miller, where when it's showtime, it's suddenly also time to poop, and then you're pooping at the same time. So. Between you, me, and Stephanie, we formed like a poop trifecta. I did not have this problem until I met you. <laughs> it's like an old in, married in fact, couple. <laughs> in fact, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> yes, let's do that. Happy Valentine's Day. Hey, those aren't UFOs. They're, I mean, what? UFOs as far as the alien kind of UFOs. They are UFOs insofar as for a period of time they didn't know what they were. They were then unidentified. But <laughs> jumping right from... This is a weird object floating in the sky at 40,000 feet to, oh my God, it's aliens. That's like waking up in a bad mood one morning and immediately jumping to demonic possession. It's a bridge too far. It's, I think, yeah. I think it's, I honestly think it's wishful thinking on the part of a lot of people. Yeah, uh, they, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they don't wish for a, a war against the aliens, but I think, you know, they're, they're looking for, for proof that that exists and they yeah. latch onto that. They are becoming, these objects shot down. There was the spy balloon last week, and then we had three somethings over the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, some of which were balloons. We guess uh, we don't know that one was cylindrical, one was octagonal. Uh, 
Or as somebody said on TV, oct- 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 octagonal? I octagonal, think yeah, that. maybe. Yeah, yeah. No. Anyway, uh, it, with strings hanging off of what the hell does that mean? Uh, and now, the White House, just before the show today, the White House issued a statement saying that they now believe that the three objects shot down over the weekend were commercial in nature. They belonged okay. to companies. Now they do present they do present a, a hazard to air traffic at that altitude, at the altitudes of twenty to forty thousand feet. Yeah, uh, yeah. they do. Pre- so we don't want them up there. Uh, the question we have to ask ourselves, in my mind, is: Do we want to keep shooting at these things? We're shooting, <laughs> we're shooting at balloons now and anything that moves because we we uh, sensitized the radar, so we're picking up more stuff now since yeah. the Chinese balloon was spotted. But these are smaller, much smaller balloons, and apparently they belong to companies doing research. And uh, the the uh, balloon, I guess it was apparently over Lake Huron. Uh, was uh, not only small, uh, it was, in fact, it was so small, the first missile fired at it missed. Oh, my God. Because the target was so small. So now we're firing missiles in the United States, over the United States, and missing. Yeah. Is is this safe? Is this a good idea? Is this happening because Republicans insisted that we shoot at these things? Is this happening because we're in a shoot-at-everything society? Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, let's shoot down these UFOs because Marjorie Taylor Greene is screaming on Twitter about it. That's not right. quite a good justification for why we're doing it. And it's funny, Kimberly wrote on Twitter a, a couple of days ago, if these were, in fact, aliens... And the first way we greet them when they arrive at Earth is to shoot them down. Not a not a good way to start that relationship, especially no. knowing that if they were aliens, they have far advanced technology and could probably snuff us out with uh, like the snap of a, a finger. And if, if, if the if, aliens, yeah. in fact, have fingers. Uh, yeah, if, yeah. Yeah. If they can do what they can supposedly do, we don't stand a chance. Right, right. So there are two camps. Like you were saying, Buzz, that... There are some people who are hoping that they were aliens. And right. I think, by and large, most people, if they were to discover that these actually were aliens, would just frantically lose their minds. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. We, because we're not even evolved enough for the glut of information on the internet. They I can't even imagine, problem. yeah, the reaction yeah. from human beings to well, alien first contact would be to just go bananas. Their their reaction, they, they would experience what you did just before the show. Think, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, CNN uh, reported this morning, the unidentified flying object shot down in Canadian airspace on Saturday appeared to be a small metallic balloon with a tethered payload below it. That's according to a Pentagon memo sent to lawmakers. Sure, if we believe the Pentagon... We're also hearing that we likely won't find uh, any useful debris from the three that were shot down over the weekend. It appears we have found a significant part of the payload of the Chinese balloon that drifted over the country for a week. But uh, we probably will never recover these other three. And as I mentioned, the White House now believes these were probably commercial balloons, belonged to companies doing research. In all seriousness, there's an actual ecological disaster happening right very, now very, in very real and you corrected me before the show it's palestine ohio yes yeah east palestine yes that's okay correct. all right so it's palestine like frankenstein gotcha yes. 
Uh, this is a serious, serious issue. One of the it worst is. ecological disasters humans have ever faced. And being played down and lied about. Yeah, and that's the craziest thing about this. You would think that the mainstream press would just be swarming this thing, but they're not. If And I don't know why. I, I can only assume part of it is because no one wants to go there and report on this because it's so toxic. Vinyl chloride is a horrendous chemical that has been shown to cause the and worst kinds of cancer. That is that is the number one uh, chemical concern, although I have two, four, six chemicals in front of me that we know yeah. now uh, came out of that disaster, of that 50-car train derailment in, in Ohio. Uh, vinyl chloride specifically targets your liver, your central nervous system, uh. your blood, your respiratory system, and your lymphatic system. That's your immunity. Great. Uh, the, the symptoms of exposure are weakness and exhaustion, abdominal pain, gastrointestinal bleeding, an enlarged liver, and liver cancer. And when vinyl chloride is exposed to the sun, it turns to formaldehyde, and that's a whole other chemical oh, can Jesus. of worms. Jesus, yeah. Plus hydrochloric acid. Uh, it, it turns right. into hydrochloric acid, which mm -hmm. combined with rainwater becomes acid rain. And there's already been some photographic evidence of that occurring. Um, I, I, it doesn't seem like they have a really good idea in terms of how to mitigate a spill of vinyl chloride. Because on one hand, you don't want it to seep into the aquifers. You don't want it to seep right. into the drinking water. Right. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, burning it sends it all up into the atmosphere. And mm. that's also a serious, serious concern when you're doing that, especially for the 25 million Americans that live in the Ohio River Basin. Uh the long-term damage, Buzz, I think, is the thing that mm -hmm. isn't getting a lot of discussion. Because, there are short-term yeah. and long-term effects to each of these chemicals, yes. Yeah. Well, they're going around testing drinking water right now, mm -hmm. for example. Right. right. It seems to me as if it's not going to immediately show up in the drinking water. It's not It's going to be... There, not immediately, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm just... I'm not an expert on this, but based on just simple common sense, well, for yeah, to enter to the groundwater or... The, right. uh, the underground it, it, aquifers, it would take some time for that to seep down. Through and the then, soil right. to the water table, yes. Exactly. And then become present in drinking water that comes out of the faucet. So the longer-term testing is what's going to be most important here because what we're looking at is the very real possibility of uh, what are called cancer clusters, which is right, where right. You know, there's a lot of cancer diagnoses that all occur in the same area around the same time. And we've read countless cases of that. Uh, you know, I knew a guy uh, years ago who had the, as Larry David called it, the good Hodgkins, uh, as opposed to the bad Hodgkins. It's all bad, but, you know, yeah, it's Larry David. But this guy had uh, the good Hodgkins, and it was most likely caused because he was part of a cancer cluster. There was a whole rash of that kind of lymphoma going around in, in his neighborhood and right. his uh, community. And so this is the sort of thing that I think people of East Palestine will end up having to confront at some point. And that puts them into an extraordinarily difficult situation. Uh, a Sophie's choice, if you will. Yes, yes. Do we risk foreclosure by abandoning our homes? Do we risk a, a knock on our credit report because we've abandoned our rental apartments or whatever? Or do we risk 
the long-term possibility of some form of horrendous liver cancer, lung cancer, brain cancer. And that's the awful choice confronting these people. So we were texting about this a couple of days ago, Buzz, and you had exactly the right idea. The one thing that can happen to solve both of those problems is... The only thing we can allow. Yeah, we can help. And by we, I mean the federal government. I assume that's what you were referencing. That is exactly what I meant, yes. We, uh, the people through our government, using our government for the purpose for which it exists, the common good, uh, we we owe it to these people to help them. And and I worry that they're not getting the kind of attention that they should be. If we paid nearly, if the government paid nearly as much attention, if the media paid nearly as much attention to this incredible ecological disaster in Ohio. If they paid as much attention to that as they do to these balloons, uh, then we might have a country. Right. The federal government needs to swoop in and buy up homes of people who want to bug out. And I think the railroad company deserves part of the liability when it comes Absolutely. to that, if not if not Absolutely. all of the liability when it comes Absolutely. to that as well. They, they are taking an increased risk to pull car after car after car. Uh, normally, as I understand it, these are supposed to be broken up. Uh, the shipments are not supposed to be quite this big. But to have a 50-car train and to have so many of those cars filled with these uh, dangerous chemicals that can become other dangerous chemicals and seep into the water and the seep into the air or billow into the air in a thick, acrid black smoke as, yeah. as they did this past week. What a nightmare. Uh, and, and, then, and, you know, smoke has residue in it, has, uh, has a particulate matter in it that will settle to the, to the earth. Yep. Chickens are dying. Fish are dead in the river. Uh, people are rightfully afraid and uh, those who got out and stayed out, uh, they may have a fighting chance. Uh, those who felt forced to go back for one reason or another, uh, I, I worry about their futures. I know that about half the homes have been uh, tested. The indoor air in about half the homes has been tested so far and has so far been found to be safe. They were telling people to open their windows at, you know, afterward, after the, the stuff blew away, so that fresh air could come in and wash out any... Uh, chemically tainted air that might have gotten into their homes during yeah. during the disaster itself. Well, I understand why that's important, but I think that can't be the only thing. That can't be the only testing that happens. Uh, they can't no, just no, test it. Can't it stop there. Yeah, seven days after it happened, and then say, "Well, it's all clear. Go home now." I mean, when it really occurred to me that this was a crisis, is when I went and did a Google search on mm-hmm. the story. And the following two stories came up immediately in the news section of Google. Mm. And the first one says, East Palestine, Ohio residents can safely go home, officials say. And that, when I looked this up, that was two days ago. Would you believe that if you were them? No. And you know why? Because the very next story listed on Google News was, health concerns mounting as animals become sick after train derailment. Mm -hmm. And at Mm -hmm. the time, that was one day ago. So the go home order, it's safe to go home, nothing to see here, return to your homes. That was two days ago. The health concerns, one day ago. So Mm -hmm. that is, in and of itself, a serious issue. And one of the things I'm thinking about when it comes to that is in the post-COVID world, in the post liberate Michigan, liberate Ohio, liberate Virginia, anti-protocol world that we live in now. And by world, I mean the United States, because other places... Our world. Yeah, 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 our world. There is very likely a hesitance among public officials to implement 
any sort of restrictions that could be seen as harsh or unnecessary by, you know, an everyman population. And, 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 you know, Lord help us, don't make them wear masks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I think the it's all safe to go home orders, Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's an official term for that. All clear, whatever. All clear, yeah. Obviously premature. Because what we're talking about here, in all seriousness, and I go back to cancer clusters, is maybe something that has a 15-year delayed reaction, a 20-year delayed Mm -hmm. reaction. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to ecology, as we've learned from things like the DDT disaster and other ecological calamities, is that it takes a while for it to work its way through ecology, through the food chain, through the the ground. Lead, yes, right. But there's going to have to be some form of long-term solution here so that, you know, you don't have half the population of East Palestine, if they're lucky, dropping dead of pancreatic cancer in 15 years or birth defects or whatever else can go on when you've got such horrendous chemical exposure. And the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is there was a documentary that came out about 21 years ago. It doesn't seem like 21 years ago. It seems like last weekend to me, but it was Mm -hmm. 2002. HBO on Sunday nights used to do a whole documentary series where I think it was like The Sopranos and then Sex in the City and then this documentary series would come on. And one of the documentaries that I watched at the time was called Blue Vinyl. This documentarian was studying whether burning vinyl siding on a house, say there's a house fire and the vinyl siding burns, what's the threat of the vinyl chloride in that siding for people in that neighborhood. And so when I saw that this was vinyl chloride, I immediately went to, oh shit, Blue Vinyl, that documentary that I saw 20 years ago or whatever it was. I think the alarm bells went off in my head at that point. And in addition to seeing the fact that they sent people home before it was really all clear. Right. So right. that, uh, there again, yeah, and and we can't fall for that again. I, we we need to focus on these folks and and uh, uh, what their needs are now, and as you said, long term. I, I I gave you a minute ago the the organs targeted by vinyl chloride and and the symptoms of of exposure. Uh, that information came from the CDC, but that's just one. That is the most concerning chemical, no doubt. But that's just one of the chemicals that we know of unleashed. Hmm. Here are a few of the others: phosgene. Uh, targets the eyes, skin, and respiratory system. Symptoms are irritated eyes, dry burning throat, vomiting, cough, foamy sputum, Mm. breathing difficulty, and chest pain. Uh, Hydrogen chloride is another chemical that was uh, exposed here. Uh, It it, it attacks target, it targets uh, the organs of the eyes, the skin, and the respiratory system. Uh, Causes irritation, nose, throat, larynx, cough, choking, dermatitis, uh, eye and skin burns are the uh, symptoms there. Butyl acrylate targets the eye, skin, and respiratory system. See, all of these are really bad. Even though vinyl chloride is uh, far and away the worst, none of these are good. Uh, the symptoms for butyl acrylate exposure are irritated eyes and skin, uh, irritated upper respiratory system, dermatitis, breathing difficulty. Uh, ethyl acrylate is another chemical uh, there. Uh, it targets the eyes, skin, and respiratory system. They all seem to have this in common again irritated eye skin respiratory system and put and it is also a potential carcinogen and then iso isobutylene and the only thing i can find out about isobutylene is it can make you dizzy 
uh, and that. But those are the those are the chemicals. Uh, some of the chemicals that we know about. There may be other chemicals along the way. But as Bob has pointed out, vinyl chloride far and away the worst. Certainly not the only one. Coincidentally, coming up later, we have an indie song by the band Foamy Sputum. That's uh, just around the corner. We were gonna use that name for our band, but they got it first. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, we kid, yeah, but man, that's uh, that's a horrendous, horrendous list of awful things. And uh, and those are just the chemicals we know about so far. Twenty-five million people in the Ohio River Basin, yeah, and and so what do you do? What do you do if you live in Pittsburgh or you live in one of the surrounding areas? Uh, how do you know? Is there yeah. any word about that? Are, are there any? Is there that's anyone investigating? Smoke. Where's the EPA on? the surrounding towns and the ecological disaster right. that could be taking place there too that smoke drifts out all. of the yeah. uh, that smoke drifts out of the immediate crisis area the the water that gets contaminated flows out of that area into other areas so uh, perhaps we need a wider look and, I, and by the way i understand some of the and and this is unconfirmed by me i haven't confirmed this if you don't mind me passing along something that i've read that, sure. that i haven't personally confirmed and, and it is that uh, the testing is inadequate that the testing isn't as thorough or reliable as it ought to be mm-hmm. especially for a crisis of this magnitude yeah it seems like if this had been some sort of dirty bomb or some kind of act of terrorism There'd be a greater urge to act to figure out what the well, full extent of the damage might be. It, it depends on if there are any balloons in the air. <laughs> That's true. If it were aliens, if it was a balloon, that would make national news. Hey, maybe you know what? They should start transporting vinyl chloride in balloons. Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> That's probably not a good idea. Well, at least when there was a spill, it would get some coverage. You know, yeah, we because, did, maybe find a way to contain it that way. Yeah, if they C- were to make the balloons shaped like flying saucers or something like that, or frisbees, un- un- like you were unfortunately, saying. Before, yeah. Unfortunately, they probably eat through the balloon, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> oh, this is this is all very cheerful for February 14th, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Happy Valentine's Day, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. We're all going to die. (laughs) They didn't mention heart side effects, so there's that. Oh, that too. Oh, good. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Shit. So on that note, coming up here in a little bit, Ben Cohen from The Banter, (laughs) thebanter.substack.com, ran an experiment for the Substack newsletter. Made me laugh. It was a piece about AI. And so he asked the AI... Can yeah. you can to, you write to, something that is in the style of in the voice of in the voice yeah. of Bob Seska? Right. And when I read it, I was I literally got the flop sweats. I was like, this is the <laughs> worst thing I've ever read that is in my voice. And it's it's partly because it's not really in my voice. It's kind right. of like this copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, that kind of thing. So we're going to talk about <laughs> the AI version of me. And then also, uh, my friend Fred Pogue did a parody of the AI version of me, which is even funnier than the AI thing. AI is like me trying to do impressions. I don't do impressions, you know? And so, but if I tried, it would be similar to the kind of results you get with AI. And, you know, some people have reached out to me and said, hey, look, you don't have to really get too nervous about AI because the advancements that are going to occur over the next five, 10 years because of AI are going to be mind blowing. And so therefore we should embrace it. And you know what? I hope that's the case. 
What my concern is, is the dishonest exploitation of the technology. Already, already there have been studies that show that this AI is very effective at one thing, and that is creating and disseminating disinformation. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, AI can be used to create conspiracy theories and put them out there. Oh, God. So we, like, like we don't have enough trouble with humans doing that already. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a significant potential for disaster when it comes to AI. Of course there is. Yeah. Hey, you know, and we're, we're at that point in human technological development that just about everything we create now has some horrible potential to it. It has, <laughs> yeah. it has some great potential and some horrible. So we're, we're playing with fire a little bit here on some of these things, uh, medically and, and scientifically. And, you know, we're all in favor of medical advances, uh, but, but uh, it raises ethical questions. AI, likewise, raises ethical questions in, in yet another technological advancement by humans. I, what happens if AI, again, maybe I'm showing my ignorance. What happens if AI becomes self-aware? Because <laughs> I'm thinking like Skynet and Terminator 2. I, I, think, and I know, but you know, I think, <laughs> I think there's already been evidence of that. I think there have already been instances in which the computer has rebelled in some way. Yeah, and yeah. fortunately, we're still in control. But at what point are we no longer in control? That's right. Uh, because the more things we make automatic, and God, I love automatic. I love, I love not having to think. <laughs> I love it, you know, and it started with it started with calculators uh, and then GPS and stuff, and this is great for me because it means I don't have to think anymore. Right, I, I can just well. There's a certain point at which you may not want to trust that technology <laughs> to do that thinking for you. Yeah, well, like three, four years from now, we won't even have to do this show. We'll just type in "do a podcast" in the voice in of the Bob style and Buzz. Of, yeah, yes, yeah. Make sure the make sure to include the fact that their poop has become synchronized. <laughs> Something like who, that. Who knows? Maybe the jokes will be better. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, if you're pissed off at cable news and other very serious political analysts like Andrea Mitchell or Chuck Todd these days or Greg Gutfeld or any of these weirdos, here's an outstanding way to support independent media, media that's not tethered to some sort of corporate behemoth. I'm talking about this podcast, of course. For just $5 per month, you can support our Patreon page as we guide you through the madness and chaos of our politics. But it's not just about supporting shows like this one. You're also going to get bonus content as a reward for your monthly support. So we're talking about exclusive access to our Shadow Docket show, recorded after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday shows. In fact, if you tune in today... Uh, we have a recommendation for a movie to avoid. Via at all costs. Buzz, yeah, avoid at all costs. The movie that Buzz will talk about in the Shadow Docket. That's all coming up here on the uh, Shadow Docket show, recorded after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday shows. You're also going to get access to the Patreon app where you can download the free shows and our bonus content. Plus, you can join the discussion with our community of Patreon members in the comments under each episode. It's all $5 per month. That's it. Pennies per show. So don't miss out. BobSeskaShow.com, Patreon.com slash BobSeskaShow. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. All-time favorites all day long. Happy Valentine's Day. This is a love song by the great Freak Bass. Uh-huh. Yeah, Why Do I Keep Falling in Love is the name of the song. Right here. We're going to do a uh, double shot of love songs by Freak Bass. Because when oh, I think of Valentine's excellent. Day, first person I think of is, uh, well, Kimberly, of course. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then Buzz. Of course. And then Freak Bass, of course. Perfect. I had a great call, a great Zoom chat with... All the mooks and Steph heads uh-huh. uh, last night, and there were so many Freak Bass fans. Yeah, well, everyone loves they, Freak Bass. Yeah, he brings the funk. Freak Bass brings the funk. <laughs> you can't not like Freak Bass. It's just that simple. I want to thank uh, Karen from Chicago for inviting me into uh, their group there. And She's great. Yeah, yeah. Had a great conversation with just about everyone. It was just it was so much fun. They're such wonderful people. Uh, I understand it was a love fest. Yeah, very much so. I'm feeling pretty good about myself today. I don't mind good, saying. Good, yeah, good. Well, I you could use a little of that. Uh, take it, take it, everyone. Take it from someone who knows he could use this. This was good. <laughs> Hey, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay, yeah. let's let's do this AI bot thing quick and then talk about uh, Ron DeSantis and Donald oh, good. Trump. Yeah, 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 we have to. All right, so as I said before the break, uh, Ben Cohen <laughs> asked, what is it, chat GPT? Something like that, to, yeah. Yeah, to write an article in the style of banter columnist Bob Seska. That'd be me. Uh-huh. And it was a fucking disaster. It was such a disaster that this AI thinks that I use the word smorgasbord as a metaphor. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, so it was, uncomfortable. It, it was flattering your vocabulary. It, uh, you know, I saw a little... No. I saw. I saw a little, uh, no, of course not. I, I saw little <laughs> snippets of you. I saw little bits of you in there. But it's like someone in a bad costume or someone doing yeah. a bad impression. So it's like you see little elements that are familiar, but it's uh, horribly executed. It just it made me feel oogie when I was reading it. I was like, no, 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 I don't. Oh, my God. I hope people don't think I talk like this. So <laughs> AI, can you write something in the voice of banter contributor Bob Seska? And here it is. Good. Hey, folks, Bob Seska here, <laughs> which, of course, as you know, I say that all the time right before I say something else. You know, sometimes it feels like we're living in a bizarro world, and get ready for this metaphor, where up is down, left is right, and logic has taken a permanent vacation. 
Already, that is just the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. That is just That's bad. Bob this is, yeah. Bob, this is your worst writing ever. I know, I think so. <laughs> but even in these strange times, one thing remains constant. The need for some good old-fashioned snark. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck, this is bad. <laughs> See, but it, it caught you using the word snark somewhere and knew it ought to work that in to sound like you. Yes, but I would never say, hey, guys. Here's some good old-fashioned snark. That's, <laughs> that's not... what makes it that's what makes it a bad impression. <laughs> See, the best practice in writing is to just deliver the good old-fashioned snark without having to say, oh, here comes some good old-fashioned snark. You just uh-huh. say the thing. You don't but actually Bob, introduce it with the it, but Bob, it saw you use the word, and it's trying to, you know, but you see, and I hope everyone sees here how silly this is, but yes, please Yeah, continue. well, my business is called Snark Rocket. I'm not making right. that up. It's well, the actual uh, sort of corporate framework around what I do, Snark Rocket. That's named after an actual nuclear missile that was developed in the 1950s. That <laughs> was a whole thing. And by the way, folks, try to cash a check from Snark Rocket someday. We're here someday. <laughs> Good luck. So let's talk about the latest political developments, shall we? Oh, please, yes. Uh, because uh, it, Let me preface this, because we're going to have some fun here, I think. <laughs> but let me preface this by saying DeSantis is the purest of evil. Yeah. And, 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 and poses a very real threat. This oh, you is my thought, oh, you think we've moved on already? Is that what you oh. think? I was just reading a line from my AI. Oh, so you I'm actually sorry. thought I was really saying that, goddamn you. I'm you sorry. Thought- thought that that would be something I would actually say. No, I was Boy, just, is my face red. I, oh, shit. See, now, everything, <laughs> all the good feeling I had about myself coming out of the MOOCs meeting <laughs> last night. I, I just like I've ruined it. Buzz really thought that I did a, a segue that was the following. So let's talk about the latest political developments, shall we? Oh, my God. All right. So that was AI. That wasn't uh-huh. me. And, and you got confused by that. Okay. Right. But, but you see good. how this can work as disinformation. I know. <laughs> Shit. The way I see it, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. And boy, there's a lot to be angry about. I would never start a sentence with the words, and boy, <laughs> never, 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 ever. I would. I would, but he wouldn't. So that's the difference. From the never-ending drama of the Trump administration to the ridiculous antics of Congress. Uh, you know what? I'm surprised it didn't use the word hijinks. Right. Because that would be the only word more hackish than antics. It, it, it doesn't really know you at all. <sighs> it's a veritable smorgasbord of stupidity out there. I'm getting a little sick here. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm th- I think I got to text you a poop emoji now, Buzz. I'm gonna go okay. Uh, I'm just over here. I'm ready. Um, no, I would never say a veritable smorgasbord of stupidity out there. But hey, at least we can still make fun of it, right? This is so bad. Fuck you, AI. Seriously. So let's put on our sarcasm hats, grab a drink, and get to bantering. This is so horrendous. There you go telling people to drink again. Yeah, because as the old saying goes, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. And frankly, I'm all laughed out. That doesn't make any sense because that no. means that I'm ready to just fucking ball. Well, if you'll if you'll go back in the copy, you can see logic is taking a permanent vacation. So yeah, and then <laughs> and then let's do this thing. That's how the AI bot ends its imitation right. of me. 
not good at all. I don't know why the audience and you are laugh are clapping, but you know. <laughs> you guys so are moving ugly. on? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's uh, my friend Fred Pogue did a parody of this AI bot uh, that was right. masquerading as me. And here's what, here's what he wrote. This is so much better. Hey, folks, Bob Seska here. And if you're anything like me, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired about what you're sick and tired about. And for me, it's Congress, specifically the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Also, the Republicans. I mean, am I right? But there is one thing we can do, and that's something. So get out there and do something. But why not start with signing up for the Bob's Burgers and then the Bob Seska Show? Even at $1 a month, you'll enjoy quality content from me, <laughs> David Tex-Mex Ferguson, <laughs> Stephanie Hamilton, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Kimberly A. Johnson of Johnson Motorboat Motors fame. So yes. crack a cold one and let's get chuckling. <laughs> that was amazing. Good parody. Good yeah, parody. yeah. I noticed the uh, the fake AI version of me didn't mention you in there, and that's no. That's and a, neither a, neither did the parody. But <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, good. You know what I say? Keep me out of it. <laughs> Because I'm actually probably frighteningly easy to duplicate. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him David Tex-Mex Ferguson. <laughs> Stephanie Hamilton. I like it. I like it. And, and Kimberly A. Johnson of Johnson Motorboat Motors fame. <laughs> that sounds like something an AI bot would absolutely write. But, uh, yeah. So, you know what? The upshot of all of this is uh, I'm not so worried about AI. There's no threat here. <laughs> But yet, yet. Yeah, I think the, yeah. fear, the fear is that it will get better at this, yeah. uh, and, and that's a concern. Uh, and you, you've expressed, I mean, there, there's a, a lot to worry about there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we're already seeing uh, artists, painters, and songwriters uh, sort of responding to this AI threat. Yeah. So enough of that. Let's talk about the latest political developments, shall we? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually a big fucking deal right here. Yeah. Um, the latest word is that, uh, and this goes back to the 2020 election, Donald Trump paid a research team to investigate the 2020 election. Right. And they found nothing. Correct. Absolutely nothing. According and to, yeah. They, and they found evidence that he was lying, that, that uh, his claims were untrue. Exactly right. According to the Washington Post, Josh, uh, Josh Dossie, the Trump campaign paid research company Berkeley Research Group through a subsidiary called East Bay Dispute and Advisory. That's... <laughs> A weird name for a company. East Bay Dispute and Advisory. Consulting fees that totaled more than $600,000 in the final weeks of 2020. Yes, all that Save America PAC money, well spent. Mm -hmm. There may have been even more spent. The Post sources said other outside researchers were also hired. The research work included Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Nevada. Searching for possible voter machine malfunctions, evidence of dead people's names being used to vote, and other inquiries attempting to prove that the votes in these states should have gone to Trump instead of Joe Biden. Uh, none of the findings were presented to the public or in court, wrote Dossie, and that was for various obvious, uh, for very obvious reasons. They didn't really find anything. Shocker right. there. The research debunked some of Trump's conspiracy theories he was peddling about the election, including claims about rigged voting machines and mass voting by dead people. 
Yeah, and this is the uh, an important double-edged sword here. Yeah. They not only found that uh, there was no uh, there was no uh, cheating, mm-hmm. but they also found that the specific things that Trump was saying were untrue. And these were these results were delivered back to the Trump campaign and the Trump campaign buried them. This says to me uh, that uh, again, this is further evidence that Trump knew that he was spreading a big lie, and, yeah. and I think that can be used against him in making that uh, as one of the elements of making that case. The question then is, and again, if you're Donald Trump, you've got a thousand ways to wiggle out of this shit. You could still say, "Well, I didn't believe what they said anyway. They, they turned out to be a, a bunch of scammers." This uh, right, this group, this uh, whatever it's called, East Bay Dispute and Advisory. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a way for him to wiggle out. But suffice to say, this is more evidence stacking up against him. And along those lines, naturally, Mike Pence is fighting this Jack Smith subpoena, the subpoena from the grand jury, because this is what they do now. This is how they raise money, sticking it to the federal government. Mike Pence has been fighting uh, yes. a, a request to voluntarily testify before the grand jury for some right. time now, and that's why they issued the subpoena. It's just like what Donald Trump did with the documents, resisted the uh, giving them back uh, for a long time to the point where they just ran out of fucks and said, okay, it's time to uh, get heavy duty with this and issue a subpoena. And that's what's happened with Mike Pence. So, yeah. Yeah. And on that subject, by the way, uh, Mike Pence is claiming the reason he can't be compelled to testify for Jack Smith is that he was serving as president of the Senate and was not part of the executive branch, you know, in, in that process. Uh, I, I don't know that that's going to fly. In other words, I, there are a lot of people out there who have assumed or presumed, uh, as, he, as has been done before, that, that Pence is claiming executive privilege. I don't think that's the exact claim. As I understand it, it has to do with uh, being president of the Senate. As, as vice president, you have two jobs constitutionally. Yeah. Uh, one, replace the president if he dies or is, becomes incapacitated. That, but that's really a job two. Job one is presiding over the Senate. You are not allowed to speak. You can preside. You cannot speak. You are not allowed to vote unless it's to uh, break a tie. Uh, you are only allowed to speak if a majority of the Senate votes to allow you to do so. And and so you're really very, very limited on what you can do as vice president. Uh, you get paid as vice president. You get paid because you're president of the Senate. You get paid by the Senate. That's where your salary comes from, not from the executive branch. Yeah. So it's a weird thing. It's a weird job that he has. It's just barely connected to the executive branch. Uh, and and he, apparently he's using that uh, as, and I don't understand uh, this uh, claim, but that's the claim he's making to avoid testifying. It's as flimsy as his own spine. I believe <laughs> that defense. so. I, yeah. I believe so. We'll see. Because it doesn't matter. If they call upon you to testify, it's not necessarily like, well, we're calling upon the vice president to testify. No. We're, we're calling upon Mike Pence to Private testify citizen, here. Right? What, mm-hmm. what did he know? When did he know it? What did Trump say to him? Etc. It doesn't matter that he was down on the hill presiding over the uh, electoral count at that point in time. He was still in the Oval Office talking to Donald Trump, Donald Trump lobbying him to right. execute this ridiculous plan to right. uh, stage a coup, overthrow the election. Plus, Mike Pence was the target of assassination attempt on that day, on January 6th. I think that warrants in and of itself testimony. 
Um, so f- the fact that he's resisting this, there's no real there there. There's no real meat to that uh, defense. It's just, and it's just you know, he's being a dick to be a dick because it if works. I, if, yeah. If, and if I understand Jack Smith, and I, I'm not claim that I do, but if I understand him from reputation, uh, he's not daunted by this at all. Yeah. Uh, Mike Pence is a private citizen, he, and although he's expected to run for president, uh, like Nikki Haley, ha, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he's not declared. Not that that would make any difference. He is yeah. simply a private citizen at this point, and uh, I think he can be compelled to testify, and I'll bet if anybody can convince a judge to compel that, it's Special Prosecutor Jack Smith. Yeah, they're talking about separation of powers here. That, that's their. That must that's be. That's that's it. Yeah, that's silliness. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the other angle on all of this is delay, delay, delay. Let's see oh, yeah. if we can hold out until Joe Biden loses in 2024. I mean, that's the assumption. That's one of the yeah. uh, one of the the gates in all of this. One of the Pen. walls uh, that they have to clear in order to uh, uh, or, th- th- that could be the, their possible out. The tw- the results of the 2024 election, and so they're really counting on on that as an insurance policy. Uh, Pence is trying to adopt a keep me out of this posture, uh, but that doesn't work because he's. Uh, almost a victim of the crime. He's a potential yeah. victim of the crime, certainly. A witness to the crime, certainly. I, I would think as a witness, he, he would be compelled to testify. I, I, I'd be surprised if this survives. I don't think Jack Smith would pursue it if, it, if he didn't think he had something here. Um, I'm getting a little concerned about what's happening in Fulton County, and, and I probably have no reason to be. I just thought it would be a shorter turnaround between the grand jury handing down its report and Fonnie Willis actually filing charges. Well, I still expect it to be. What are, I still expect it to be. What are you hearing? Oh well, yeah, I think there. It's it could still happen. It could happen any second, in fact. Uh, but I, I it just well, occurred to me last night. We, oh wow, it's been a kind of a while before since the grand jury finished their report and. I was yeah. expecting something sooner, but I guess it's because of the issue of whether or not to release the report. And I think some right. of it is going to be released on Thursday, is it? Ex- yeah. Exactly. The introduction, the conclusion, and a middle part uh, that doesn't name any names, but talks about witnesses who lied to the uh, grand jury investigators. Okay. And uh, these are the things of interest to us that will be released on Thursday. Hopefully in time for your Thursday show, certainly you and Kimberly will be able to talk about it on Friday. In Got fact, it. yeah. In my mind, it's very possible that we could see charges uh, as early as Friday. There are 18 targets of this investigation. We know that Trump and Giuliani, we know for a fact that Giuliani's a target. Yeah. We have um, very good reason to believe that Trump and uh, John Eastman are targets. That still leaves 15 other people. I'm guessing some of those are Georgia election officials who participated in the uh, phony uh, electoral uh, scam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but we're talking about 18, as many as 18 people could be indicted here. And I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing these indictments as soon as Friday. The judge has revealed that uh, he uh, didn't release the rest of the report because there are going to be charges. Thank God. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I, I'm always the optimist on these things, and I understand the skeptics out there, as I always say, but I feel pretty good about where this is going, and I think that they wouldn't let that report uh, that we're going to see on Thursday with the introduction, the, the liars, and the conclusion. Uh, I don't think they're going to let that sit out there very long before they file the first charges. So. 
I think we're closer than than apparently you thought we were. But that's it. Occurred to me last night that <laughs> it's been a while. And so I, I suddenly got the flop sweats, like, oh, shit, is there something yeah. not happening that should be happening at this point, or is no, it just... it looks pretty solid. Just normal here. process here. Um, yeah, so there will be charges. The next question is whether or not Donald Trump is one of those 18. I, I, don't, see how, I don't see how it can be avoided. I think that's been uh, a primary focus of Fonnie Willis all along, and yeah. not for political revenge reasons. It's because he asked for 11,870 votes. That's exactly uh, right, yeah. Or 780 votes, whatever the number was. Mm -hmm. He asked for those 11,000 votes. Uh, and that in itself was election interference. He is guilty in my in the courtroom in my mind of election uh, interference and I think she's got him on that they certainly have the recording uh, I, I would be I don't see how they can avoid and, and I don't think Fonnie Willis is afraid of indicting a, a former president so I'll be starting my uh, countdown clock as soon as we finish recording today's show. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, uh, the, uh, the, a significant part of the report will be out on Thursday. I, I expect uh, there will be some gasps. I think people will be gasping at some of what uh, they, they see there in that introduction, uh, the part about the liars and the conclusion. Uh, and then I think because that information is out there uh, and because her case is ready, I think Fonnie Willis will immediately start issuing uh, charges after that. So Donald Trump has a new nickname for Ron DeSantis. I don't know if you're aware of this. I uh, am. I love it. I made a note of it here because I was excited to tell you about it. But uh, let's do it on three, okay? I know there's a time delay, but let's try it, okay? Uh, one, two, three. Meatball, Meatball Ron. Ron. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> it got recorded exactly in sync. So Good. perfect, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, and it's funny because... That's something that Cliff Schechter came up with on this show, oh, really? <laughs> on my Wednesday wow. show. He says, yeah, you notice Ron DeSantis kind of looks like a meatball. And I said, yeah, that's perfect because he really does look like a meatball. Do, do you think Trump is listening? Maybe, maybe. Well, at least maybe one of his minions are, are listening and passing along notes to him. I doubt. Well, supposedly, it's because he's short and a little stout uh, that that they got the nickname. But also, he's a meathead, so he's a meatball. <laughs> he's got the intelligence of a meatball. Well, actually, he's very smart, and that is really one of the things that makes him scary. Yeah. If he's listening, uh, Donald Trump. If you're listening, what the hell is magnified fortune? And they, it's like baseball now and football. They do. They do action replays in magnified fortune. They have magnified a fashionable magnified, magnified tape. tape. Yeah, what the fuck is that, Donald? Magnified fortune. All right, uh, more Ron DeSantis things, more Trump things, more uh -huh. classified documents, too. And guess what? What? There's a laptop. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Back with more show right after this. Ooh. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Happy Valentine's Great freak bass for Valentine's Day, yeah. Additional vocals by the great Sammy Garrett. Yeah. I love this song. It's called Love in Your Pocket. Link in the description, of course, to download both of these songs by the great freak bass. I can listen to his music all day. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. It's like sometimes we start playing these songs. I'm like, okay, fuck the rest of the show. I'm just going to listen to the song. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work to the podcast, and we'll get your stuff into the rotation. Okay. So Donald Trump's calling DeSantis meatball Ron now Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. DeSantis is Italian. The New York Times calls it an apparent dig at DeSantis's appearance, though. Uh, which suggests a shorter, pudgier frame. There you go. That's what I got. (laughs) While hinting at a lack of social grace. Uh, But meatball is also a slur against Italian-Americans. All eight Mm. of DeSantis' great-grandparents came here from Italy. Appropriately offensive for (laughs) Donald Trump. (laughs) Going after that Italian vote. You know, it's funny. Uh, Italians typically vote Republican. Italians are pretty goddamn conservative. I mean, even in northern areas, uh, you go into a bar in Philadelphia, for example, right, and just say the word Obama. (laughs) Good luck to you. So I don't know what Donald Trump's doing here. I guess my hunch is the cult is strong enough to withstand Donald Trump using like an anti-Italian slur. I'm not overly concerned about this. Yeah, I don't, I'm not even sure it registers with most most people as a slur, even though, yeah, that's what it is. But it's way better than Ron DeSanctimonious. Oh, yeah, it's too many syllables in that. Plus, yeah, yeah plus 99.9% of Trump voters don't have any idea what sanctimonious actually is. What that means, what it suggests, what the definition, right. why that is a slam against it's a, Ron it's DeSantis. A, it's, it's a ba- baseball measuring tape, I think. Yeah. The but sanctimonious. That, yeah. It was a big swing and a miss. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> Donald Trump needs a couple of tries before he lands on the right thing. Until <laughs> he gets it, yeah. Um, speaking of DeSantis, uh, he wants to, to make it easier to sue journalists in Florida. This is why this guy is so scary. Are we 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 have moved on to this now? Yes, we have okay, moved okay. on to other political developments. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah, and this is one of the things that makes DeSantis so terribly, <laughs> terribly scary. I mean, this fight. Yeah, I get. A, I read the paper, the Tampa Bay Times, every morning. It lands in my inbox. Yeah, and and I I read the headlines and I read some of the articles and uh, the list of things that DeSantis is doing 
uh, will scare you. I mean, if it doesn't sound like Nazism, I don't know what does. Yeah. Uh, he now wants to do away with all advanced placement courses, all advanced placement courses in Florida, because the college board said mean things about him when he went after their uh, African-American studies advanced uh, placement class mm -hmm. uh, to curriculum. Yeah. And uh, so now he wants to ban all advanced placement, math, it doesn't matter. Uh, advanced placement may completely go out the window. Another deadly blow to education in Florida. I think Florida is headed toward what happened to your home state of Kansas not too long ago when Sam Brownback so. was governor and implemented all of these far-right conservative economic fiscal policies, social policies. And, and it was an utter disaster and so and consequently now now there are yeah. some democrats getting elected in kansas as oh a yeah well two-term a two-term democratic governor for one thing exactly fucking right so yeah. my hope is that the pendulum is going to reach its uh its apex at some point it, soon it, and start to swing it, back the other way it would just about have to, you think. Uh, the, the the legislature here, which will do anything to kiss DeSantis's ass, it's very much like what a Republican Congress uh, did under Donald Trump or any part of the Rep the Congress yeah. under Donald Trump. Uh, they're just there to, to they're afraid of him. Uh, they're there to kiss his ass and to give him whatever he wants. And because they know, and in Florida, DeSantis has incredible power. And I don't just mean uh, gubernatorial power, although he's constantly working on expanding that. Mm -hmm. uh, the legislature just approved. $10 million in taxpayer money to fly migrants from, for example, Texas to New York. Yeah. Uh, in other words, they don't even have to be in Florida. Uh, as far as the legislature goes, they're happy to give DeSantis $10 million. The Republicans are happy to give him $10 million to fly uh, migrants from any red state to any blue state. Now, this is Florida, Florida's not even part of the equation. Hey, you go down the list of vouchers for K-12, through 12, uh, uh, further eroding the public school system. Uh, it's just, it's endless. Uh, they, they've expanded his powers because so many of his voter fraud cases, you know, remember he rounded up people and arrested them for voter fraud, yep. and all of the cases were thrown out because they sucked. Yep. Uh, well, uh, the legislature has now shored up that law so that DeSantis will have more luck in the next election putting oh, people Jesus in jail. Uh, it's just, it's, and every day it's a list of like six things DeSantis is doing to turn us more toward an authoritarian state. Yeah, it's, uh, as I described it last night, it is a soft secession that's happening in Florida and other red states. It's a matter of creating a political environment, a policy environment, where normals like you, Buzz, and so many of the people I talked with last night, in fact, who live in Florida, will get driven out of the state because it suddenly becomes untenable to yeah. live there as a free-thinking person who values things like diversity and economic opportunity and things like that. So um, Ron DeSantis and other red state governors are doing a fine job overturning things like the New York Times versus Sullivan from 1964, which is a mm, ruling that said, yeah. yeah, you can only successfully sue the press if you show malicious intent. And so um, what Ron DeSantis wants to do is ask the Supreme Court to overturn that ruling so you can sue journalists for defamation if they get a story wrong and you don't have to prove malicious intent. That's the right. whole idea. That's how Ron DeSantis is going to start targeting every single journalist who this is flubs the, a story. 
this is the kind of authoritarian oppression that we're undergoing here in Florida. And if I may, Bob, for a second, I'd like to address people who ask me, "Why do you live there? Uh, how do you how do you how do you live there? Why do you still live there?" Yeah, I moved here uh, eight year, nearly eight years ago, seven and a half years ago now, uh, with the belief that Hillary Clinton would be elected president in yeah, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen, as you may recall. Uh, and and things have taken a bad turn. Uh, when I moved here, uh, this state was solidly purple. It had voted for Obama twice. Uh, there was hope. And uh, I don't feel as much hope now. Uh, like, uh, my only hope is what Bob outlined, which is that the pendulum will at some point swing back the other way. Mm. I, I live here because, uh, frankly, I couldn't afford California and the mudslides <laughs> were putting out the fires, you know? <laughs> uh, this is, for me, the poor man's California. I wanted to live somewhere with palms mm -hmm. and beaches and fresh seafood and sunshine and warm weather. And uh, I don't want to give that up just for these jokers. I, I don't want to let them chase me out of the state. Yeah. I will stay and fight and wait for that day that uh, people will have finally had enough, um, at least as long as I can hang on. Uh, I, I really have no intention of moving. And actually, life here is, is pretty darn good for me. Uh, for a lot of people, it is not, I'm sorry to say. I, and I also want to add that I do run into people. I had a contractor here the other day, uh, and uh, through a conversation and about And you ran solar... into them? You, you, like, ran them over with your car? <laughs> no, 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 I, okay. I didn't I, I didn't do that. All right. But but it's, it's, it's like living in a secret society. I got through a conversation with him about solar panels <laughs> uh, that he and I are on the same side politically. Oh. And it's only subtly through conversations like that, that you can find your allies here. But there are allies here. But it is like living in a secret society. And yeah. there are, I know where the, in my neighborhood, I know which houses are democratic. Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and there are some. And we're not going away. Uh, and we're, we're waiting for the day. We have terrible democratic leadership in Florida, and I hope that that improves. Uh, it has to, uh, but otherwise my only hope is that the pendulum does swing back. But I just wanted to address all those people who constantly ask me or, or say, Buzz, move, move here to Iowa. Well, I, I've been to Iowa. It's lovely. The people are incredible. I love Iowa. Uh, but it gets cold there, and I don't like that anymore. I had enough of that growing up and, and through my adult life. Uh, so, you know, thank you for the hospitality, but but I'll pass. I'll stay here. And that's I just wanted to address that, and I thank you for letting me do that. Well, meantime, uh, Ron DeSantis wanted to ban guns yep. at his yes. uh, election night celebration. This could be a key. Yes. So this indicates to me, that there are exceptions to gun ownership. And those right. exceptions are supported by Republicans. The Republican governor's campaign wanted weapons banned from his victory celebration at the city-run Tampa Convention Center, a city and official said in emails obtained by the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. And the campaign suggested that the city take responsibility for the firearms ban. And the is. official said, not the governor, who has been a vocal supporter of gun rights. So he wanted right. them banned, but he didn't want to take the blame for it. DeSantis people actually told city officials, look, it's it's political optics for us. We can't have this. And because DeSantis is so powerful in this state, uh, the city went along with that. So okay, we'll take the blame. <laughs> and 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 and, that's, and and so DeSantis was able to eat it, to eat it both ways. He was able to have his cake and eat it too. I wish he'd eat it both ways. <laughs> 
and and but this is but this is this can help us. This yeah. is the kind of thing that can help us. This hypocrisy of saying, uh, you know, we don't want guns at the event, but don't tell anybody it was us who said no guns because we're we're all for guns, except at our event. And so uh, let's let's capitalize on these things, these hypocrisies, and maybe that will help push the pendulum back the other way. You know, one of the things they often say, and there was another mass shooting last night in East Lansing. Uh, I think three people were killed. Several others were five wounded. wounded all yeah. students. Yeah, the shooter ultimately killed himself. The shooter had no connection to the school whatsoever. Right. What we always hear in the wake of these things, especially when they occur. Blue states, states where there are gun restrictions on the books. They say, well, yeah, that's the reason, because the shooters are targeting areas where you can't open carry and fire back. Well, here's Ron DeSantis pushing for the same goddamn thing. No open carry. We want to rule against that so people can't come into our celebration packing heat. And, and so that, comes, I mean, that logic would indicate that there was absolutely going to be a shooting because they had a rule against that that Ron DeSantis then blamed on <laughs> the Tampa officials. And they said, okay. <laughs> it's making me laugh. It's so funny. <laughs> they, you know, this is, he won't allow guns at, at his event and at the same time is uh, prepared to sign legislation that allows people to carry guns uh, concealed or open without any permit or training. Yeah. Uh, but, but not at my event. Right. Well, let's focus on that because the gun lovers need to know that Ron DeSantis is against guns. Yeah. And uh, those of us who hate guns uh, need to know that he's afraid of them too. Are guns allowed inside CPAC? Nope. Nope. Are guns allowed uh, at any sort of Trump rallies, even in overflow rooms? No. Uh, let them pass the metal detectors. There are restrictions against guns, and they're being implemented by Republicans. That's right. a thing. God, we exist in the worst timeline. There's so much just rank horseshit out there. Especially on this particular issue, proud, uh, proud ignorance. Uh, yeah, uh, just just to be obstinate, just to be a contrarian. Yeah, uh, and proud of it. That's the entire goal. Well, the entire goal is to provide that kind of content for Fox News Channel and the Red Hat Entertainment Complex. As long as they're doing that, they think they're winning. But you know what? It's not not happening. It makes you want to start a company with the word dispute in it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Okay, so finally here, more classified documents were found in Trump's properties by some of his attorneys. Uh, there was another empty folder that was found that would have contained uh, classified documents, I believe. Plus, there's a laptop. A Trump aide had previously copied uh, pages onto a thumb drive and laptop, not realizing they were classified, sources said. Uh -huh. The laptop, which belonged to an aide who works for Save America PAC, Oh, my God. Save America uh -huh. pack and uh -huh. the thumb drive were also given to investigators back in January. So uh, we have another laptop to talk about. And yes, we do. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And aid had copies of these classified documents. And, and I want to point out that this 
instance of Trump turning over, this was not voluntary like with Pence and with Biden. Yeah, yeah. This was, again, in response to a subpoena from Jack Smith, special counsel Jack Smith, his subpoena. That's why this stuff was turned over. This was not voluntary, so don't get the impression and don't let anyone else have the impression that this was a voluntary surrender on Trump's part. And, yeah, as if all that weren't enough, then an aide has copies of classified documents on a laptop and here we go, we. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. All right. Uh, we got the Shadow Docket coming up next. A few things we didn't get to during the free portion of the show, including uh, another Republican lying about abortion. Not oh, only Bob. what Democrats want, but uh, the additional thing about <laughs> killing babies after they've been born. That whole yeah. canard again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah. That, that's just it. No matter how bizarre they lie, it's out there. Plus, uh, Buzz has a recommendation for a movie that you should absolutely avoid at all costs. Don't watch it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I have no idea what this movie is. Looking forward to it. Uh, plus, uh, yeah, there's another candidate running for president against Donald Trump. Idiot. We'll talk about who that is. We've kind of hinted at it in the past. Yeah. The clue I, is back in the show. You yeah. Know, if you want to I, rewind. I actually kind of think, yeah, yeah. I actually kind of think that this person uh, has a chance, has a solid chance. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. well, we can we can disagree about that in the shadow doc. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Plus, uh, holy shit, Marjorie Taylor Greene told a, said that a prominent Republican is actually a Democrat. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a second. Plus, uh, oh, this is uh, this is something I was thinking about the other day, over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have a word about Roseanne and anti-woke comics. Uh, mm. There was a clip floating around Twitter the other day. Roseanne has started doing stand-up again. And this particular clip uh -huh. was so awful. And not just oh, because my. I disagree with the sentiment of it. Right. It was the worst hack joke or series of jokes that I've seen in a while. Now, actually, I want to revise that statement because I've heard quite a few comics telling these exact same kinds of jokes. Yeah. And uh, also, at the same time, Mark Marin had a stand-up special that was on HBO Friday night, and it exactly preceded what we saw from Roseanne the next day. Wow. And so I want to talk about not only what Mark Marin said, but the illustration of what Mark Marin said... <laughs> in the form of Roseanne the next day. So we're going to talk about anti-woke comics here coming up. And uh, that's about it. Maybe some other things in there, too. More things. Other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show for the shout-out. I got $5 a month. That's all you need to do. And we'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day.